I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. Our father who art in prison, Jaime be thy name. Yeah. That's right. We are a Riverdale recap podcast here to talk about Chapter 63, Hereditary, which is written by James DeWille and directed by Gabriel Correa. Nice, nice little roll of your R's there. Well, after going for at least two seasons uh, mispronouncing Aguirre, I kind of have to make it up to him. How are you saying it? Aguirre. Well, I'm sure he gets it a lot. <laughs> As someone whose name is never spelled or pronounced correctly, you roll with it. Okay, Aliana, let's talk about the, what the episode that happened. It's not okay if you do it on purpose, though. This episode starts with the least uh, uh, poetic opening <laughs> uh, narration from Jughead ever. It's well, just like, here's what happens in Riverdale these days. Have some straight facts. Well, I had a note before we even got to that. Okay. And that was that the recap included mm, a cutscene that did not happen. That's true. The the recap included a deleted scene where Archie asks Reggie if the Bulldogs want to be want to do like this Big Brothers program. We skipped all that last time. No, instead we just had Archie announcing to the world with Reggie next to him that that was going to be a thing. We're like, yeah. Oh, okay. I just like that they filmed it apparently. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jughead's narration tells us, you know, that. Our Dodger runs the streets after dark, and uh, as we know, the kids get chewed up by the system and spat back out, mm -hmm. and it's just this vicious cycle of Dodger using them. Right, he, he scoops up uh, desperate kids, often homeless and hungry, uh, sends them out to do his dirty work so that they take the fall, and when they make it back out of Juvie, they've got nowhere else to go but him anyhow. Yes, and while we are getting this voiceover... Uh, we see, like, a kid breaking into a car, but then, like, the masked man comes along mm -hmm. and, like, scares off one of them and then handcuffs the kid to the car, and then... Archie does some Batman shit. Like, he just teleports into this car. Yes. He's, like, in the back seat, mm -hmm. does this to this kid, leaves, and then comes back a while later as Archie... Yes. ...to, like rescue this child who's been handcuffed to a car for a while just as the cops are about to come mm -hmm. and by the cops we mean fp, FP jones <laughs> the one cop and fp's just like yeah okay you can help this child that's handcuffed mm -hmm. like legally archie doesn't have a claim here unless that's his car which I'm wondering, I'm like, is he just leaving, like, a car as, like, bait? Is Archie running the bait car? Maybe. Um, and then what he's doing is is bringing these children under his wing and getting them jobs at Pops. Yes. Because, as we all know, Pops can support an infinite number of youths. Well, if they're all part-time and they're only working, like, five-hour shifts. Pop Tate's Chocolate Shop slash Halfway House. Yes. Bringing one kid through this at a time means one less kid for Dodger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but meanwhile, Chughead is in uh, existential hell. Aren't we all, buddy? Uh, and he uh, has to call Betty because he needs his anchor because he's having writer's block. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense than when I half heard him say he needed his anger to write. 
You know, me too. I really, I really <laughs> so connect with. So fucking pissed off at Brett Weston Walls. I'm going to write the best story ever. You just got to have that angst. <laughs> and so uh, he decides to go meet Betty at Pops mm-hmm. because, again, I guess we've deleted so much space between Riverdale and Stonewall Prep. Except we haven't, at, at least not, you know, 15 scenes from now, but we'll get back to that. But, you know, we can just hop over. It's fine. So uh, they meet at Pops. And Jughead goes quickly into about how he's had writer's block for the first time mm-hmm. and, you know, all this stress and all these things. And Betty's just like, well, maybe you should take a break and kiss your girlfriend. And he just starts talking again about the novel. And she's like, he's like, maybe I should like break it down scientifically. Please remember, Hardy's boy type novel. He wants to break down scientifically. Mm-hmm. He's got to find the tropes. He's got to go to the TV tropes page and add 15% five man band and, and 20% cloud cuckoo lander and come up with the perfect novel. And uh, she's like, no, you should just fucking kiss me. And so they smooch. Jug, I've got a severe saliva deficiency. I need your spit. Give me your germs. Dr. Curdle Jr. told us that if I don't get enough smooching, I'll die. Smooch! It's like the opposite of bubble boy disease. I have to get so many contaminants. Gotta keep up your immunity. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, you're just susceptible to everything. If I don't get 55 kisses an hour, Keanu Reeves will explode. I just need you to sneeze in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Now spit on me. That's later. Never mind. And Pop's just going to be like, I really need you to take this outside. I I know the health inspector is here. I'm sorry. I know that's allowed downstairs in the basement, but up here we have rules. Yeah, that's below the speakeasy. It's it's the talk hard. (laughs) The talk hard. Uh, so over at, uh, Thistle House, uh, mm-hmm. Cheryl wakes up and is hearing voices, uh, and, and she, she wakes up to the majority of her dead family, plus Nana yes. Rose. Nana Rose, Jason, missing mom, the, her, her dad. Yes. Or maybe her uncle. I don't know. Maybe both. It was quick. Uh, holding, uh, Julian the doll, uh, and talking about how he needs a body. So we're going to give him yours. Of course, she wakes because this is a fiendish nightmare. Uh, but then she looks over and she sees Julian sitting in the chair, staring at her, not blinking because he's a doll. Does she remember that this was just a a prop that she used for her like terrible emotional abuse of her partner who she claims to love? But like... The, she came out and said, Titi, I was just gaslighting you, I promise. <laughs> But she didn't know that the prop she was using was her mother's, like, surrogate dead child. I thought she coached Nana Rose to say that. No, I think that's (laughs) true. I think she just found it in the attic and was like, this will do. (laughs) And just didn't know. It's got a sailor suit, therefore it's automatically creepy. I've seen such creepier dolls, I don't understand. (laughs) Put a doll in a sailor suit, it's fucking creepy. You know why? Because a lot of sailors die. A lot of sailors don't die. A lot of sailors just sing about how New York, New York is a wonderful town. The Bronx is up and the battery's down. And they, and they have a lovely day. That's a good movie. I like that movie. <laughs> it's good. 
But again, lots of sailors die. It was just the anniversary of the Edmund Fitzgerald, let's remember. As we all know, Cheryl is very invested in the history of Great Lakes shipwrecks. She loves herself some Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She would. She's she's a secret, um, like, shipwreck folk song enthusiast. Yeah. Yeah, like me. Like you. Except I'm not secret. I <laughs> let everyone know. Not secret in the least. Uh, so over at the community center, rec center, mm-hmm. gym, whatever we're calling it nowadays. The El Royale. Yeah, they keep calling with it With cheese. Different. Sometimes it's a community center, then it's the rec center. Like, they they have different names for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's trashed. Yes. It, it has been torn apart, obviously, by Dodger's gang. They ruined it so much you can actually tell, which is surprising. Yeah. Uh, and Reggie points out that, you know, they're, the Bulldogs are there to be big brothers, not enter a turf war. This wasn't what we talked about, Archie, yeah. in that scene that we deleted. So Archie talks to FP, who's all like, okay, well, I can't get him on anything because we like didn't catch him in the act. But I could add Sketch Alley to the Night Patrol. It wasn't? Right? What? What? It's called Sketch Alley. How is that not on your Night Patrol? There are ten crimes a night there. That'd be the first place I would put on my Night Patrol. The cops would have a station there. No hubcap has ever survived a night in Sketch Alley. Why do these people park their cars there? (laughs) It's free on Sundays. Oh, that's why. Explains it. Back at um, school, mm-hmm. uh, Betty is connecting with Kevin about her research into Charles. Yeah, she's got his whole like daily routine when he goes to the gym. Yeah. Where he gets his food, Pop Tates. He only gets his food at Pop Tates. He goes to the gym and he is living at the Five Seasons and that's his entire day. <laughs> he has so much sodium in his blood. Yep. Um, and Kevin's like, well, he just sounds like. A lonely gay guy. Because he's really hoping he can hook up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not a serial killer. And she's like, well, he could be both. Yeah. He could be lonely and a serial killer. It's called intersectionality, Kevin. Read a book. And then Betty gets an idea. Instead of an idea, I got a question. Yeah. What's going on with these videotapes all this time? <laughs> Are they still showing up at people's doorsteps? We never figured out what's up with the videotapes. We didn't figure out what's up with the videotapes, <laughs> did we? Like, that's that's what Charles is still in town for, right? Was the the videotapes. videotapes. So who knows? I guess they're still getting videotapes? They just stopped? They all moved on? <laughs> it's technically not a crime, I guess. It's just creepy. Over at the the lodges, mm-hmm. uh, Hiram and uh, Hermosa are meeting with Hermione and Veronica, and all I gotta say is, dang, they left Veronica out without that H name. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna have, like, a younger child syndrome go on with that. She should have been named Jaime Jr., and then they could all have H names. Yeah. Yeah. She, she could have been a Heather. She all, she was, for one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Could, should have, could have been a Hope. A <laughs> Helen. Helena. They, they are having a little meeting. Mm-hmm. Veronica calls him out 
Mm-hmm. On you know how how many more secret children should she be expecting? <laughs> how many moms? How many baby mamas? They they are by the well, way half sisters. Yes. Well, what he says is she's your only half sister, and I'm like, well, what about full siblings, <laughs> step siblings? Have you not heard what's happening with all of your other friends in school, Veronica? You, you should be looking at your mom very pointedly at that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hermione only has eyes for her wine glass. <laughs> all she wants with with a look that clearly says this very full wine glass was three times as full when this conversation started uh and Hiram talks about how he now that he's out he wants to return to his passion which is rum mhm uh and apparently uh Hermosa runs the rum clubs down in Miami cuz that's a thing rum clubs Sure. I feel like they just have, have like some running stores and he has a hard time pronouncing ends. <laughs> yeah. They they just own a few like Fleet Feet franchises. Yes. They're just doing a lot of fun runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hermosa was a spokesperson for Lululemon. Yeah. 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 Uh, but he wants to start up a, a run, a, a rum business in mm-hmm. Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you do. It's got the population to support a one-beverage-specialized place. But syrup. (laughs) Yes, we all do our syrup shots when we turn 21, as is tradition in Riverdale. Yes, we've seen them do syrup shots. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess rum is made with molasses, which is related to sugar production, which is kind of like you can make maple sugar. If you make maple sugar, does it leave maple molasses to make the rum? What if for his I guess his rum company they buy all the old syrup barrels and that's what they like. Oh, and then Mila Kunis does a commercial about it, yeah. like we care about the fucking barrels. <laughs> yes. Ugh. You know there's people out there that care about the barrels. Yes, but they're wrong. I'm just like, give me the booze. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah, so this is his plan. He wants to start a rum business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that Hermosa uh, runs the nightclubs down in Miami, and she's all like, I can show you a few pointers. And that's when Veronica kicks them out. <laughs> as Hermione just yes. drinks the wine. Yes. Hermione is wordless this entire scene, I believe. It's so uh, yeah. good. So over at uh, the rec center... Mm-hmm. Uh, Archie is talking to FP and we find out that FP went and raided the arcade that Dodger has everyone hang out yes, at yes. which Archie suggested and, and they found a whole bunch of contraband but it was all on the kids yep he's shielding himself with the kids yep eventually this is going to escalate to a shootout where he uses them as human shields oh yeah that's how this goes he's going to strap him to the front of a bus like <laughs> Edgar he was very impressed by his plan. I wish I could remember the name of that edgy comic where uh, a villain covered himself in a suit made of babies so that the hero could not harm him physically. Like, how are you going to move? They wiggle so much and they're so <laughs> messy. Like, that dude is covered in puke. Lots it, of baby puke. It's worth it to, I don't know, hold the world hostage or whatever. I didn't actually read it. It's just something that people talk about. Uh, so back at, uh, Stonewall, Jughead is, is pouring over his, uh, pencil rubbing and all the books. Mm-hmm. Um, he's highlighting a lot of things. And so he, he's spending a lot of time and then he, he calls Betty. 
and fills her in on how you know, he went back through the mall and he he's made startling discoveries that that the first one is, is unlike the rest uh, and it couldn't have been written by the same person as the second and third mm-hmm. and fourth, which it was supposed to be. And there's like tension and political content. And they mention the war. The brothers have summer jobs. Yeah, it's it's very different. Only one of those things is true of Riverdale. though. <laughs> no one has mentioned the war. The war. Well, they don't know which war it'll be because it's set in 2025. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a rock. We all know. <laughs> but yeah, so he's like, they're not written by the same person. And then he decides to hop on the train to Riverdale mm-hmm. to it, go talk in person more. Because that's how far it is. Apparently we have to take a train. Or maybe it's just commuter rail and it's only like two miles, but he doesn't have a car. When have we ever seen a commuter <laughs> train line? When have ever? we seen any grade of train? <laughs> And why, like four episodes, was Jellybean acting like she was never going to see her brother again, but he can just hop over anytime he wants? <laughs> this train runs as often as the fucking CTA. It's the quantum line. I'm so confused. Um, so they're hanging out face to face. He's waving his uh, uh, book engraving in Betty's face to see, like, does, doesn't this inscription sound like something that a man who was stolen from would say? I think it was written by my grandfather. It was his stuff. I think they stole it from him. So if DuPont only wrote books two through five, then the four book contract makes perfect sense for all the further writers. Yeah. <laughs> because that means nobody can write more of the Baxter brothers than DuPont did. Uh, so Betty's like, well, it's suspicious, but not proof. And I'm just like, Betty, since when do you want proof? Betty is calling me out. She's calling my theory bunk, even when it is calling from her beloved smooching life support machine. <laughs> yeah. I can't have that. It hurt my feelings. So uh, then we check in on uh, the mystery of their suspicious brother. Yes. Uh, And Betty is working a lead. And we go with her to visit Chick in jail. Putting half your cast in prison really cuts down on your set costs. You just need the one room with with the glass and the phones. Just a lot of different sizes of jumpsuits. (laughs) Uh, and so she wants to know about Charles, uh, to know if it's true that they live together, uh, and Chick claims that they did, and she inquires about how the neighbor that she talked to way back when, Mm -hmm. uh, said that there were bloody sheets in the trash. This thing that we always thought meant that Chick killed Charles Smith, her actual half-brother. Yes. And he... Chick says that they were together and uh, they brought a friend home uh, one day and did a lot of jingle jangle. And Charles snapped and stabbed this guy to death with scissors. Mm -hmm. It was all on Charles for killing that person. She's all like, well, why should I trust you? He's all like, well, why would I lie at this point? I'm like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You're a fucking creepo. (laughs) 
So fucking creepy. Because you're Dave Franco's stunt double and you need (laughs) something to keep yourself occupied. He looks more like Dave Franco's brother than James Franco. (laughs) It's so weird. I'm so glad, though, with how much the show has escalated and gone beyond season two. I can still get a fit of giggles from hearing the sentence. We were doing jingle jangle a little too much. Just too much jingle jangle. There's even a little twinge of nostalgia to hear that. It's like, oh, I miss the days of jingle jangle. <laughs> I am still waiting for the bubblegum drug. Yeah. That's the that's what I want next. Mm-hmm. It's like reverse vaping. You blow it instead of inhaling it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the people around you get high. So someone has to blow the bubble and it's... it pops and then the people around you get high and you got to wait for them to blow a bubble so you can get high. Really, it's about uh, community ties and camaraderie. Yeah. yeah. It's it's one of the best drugs you can do. Yeah. What would they call it? The family drug? The best friend <laughs> yes, drug? Yes. The family <laughs> drug. Yeah. There'd be like some weird terminology about how the people like that are getting high off of you are your children. And they'd be like, pop it for me, Papa. We're going to get kicked off of iTunes for pop it for me, Papa. (laughs) What? It's it's too much? Like the jingle jangle they were doing. It's a little too much. It's a little too much. Uh, So Cheryl is uh, back at home and Tony is lecturing her about how she needs to go to school. Mm-hmm. She's missed a lot of school. <laughs> She's just been hanging out staring at a doll for a week or two, I guess. Uh, and claiming that she needs to keep an eye on Nana Blossom and the twins. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't have fired that dude. Come on, Jonas, save the day. Yeah, let N- Nana Rose have something nice to look at. <laughs> or a nap, for that matter. That- let her nap. Tony basically yells at Cheryl that she's going to go to school. Cheryl's like, fine, but I got to do something first. And that thing she has to do is to put a ring of salt around Julian the doll. Because evil spirits can't cross it. On this thick plush carpet, too. And like an inch thick of salt around and around. Like, that's not coming out. You're not going to get all of that. No, that's going to be there forever. You're going to get ants. Um, It's not sugar. It's food, though. <laughs> We're going to attract some people. I don't know if ants have chefs. I don't think they really do flavor. They're like, mm, I'm going to eat this leaf with some salt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Woody Allen movie. Those ants. Yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, so she does this ring of salt. And she's all like, okay, I'll go get dressed now. We're fine. And I'm just like, Tony, get the fuck out. Cut out. Betty uh, goes and visits Charles and just straight up is like, I saw a chick. This is what he said. Uh, You're predisposed to be a a serial killer and I don't trust you. So uh, you got any lie detectors hanging around? Polygraph? You got one of them on the shelf and he's like, yeah, of course I do. It's in in my trunk. (laughs) Everything's in my trunk. Because I live in my car. He lives in the Five Seasons. No, he parks his car at the Five Seasons and uses the public bathroom in the lobby. I'm pretty sure he lives in his trunk. If he's going to use the bathroom anywhere, it's probably that gym where he hangs out 90 minutes a day. I think he has to use the bathroom more often than 90 minutes a day. 
Not if you time it right. No, he just <laughs> that's all he does for 90 minutes. He's, he's working out. <laughs> he his, saves it up. His his colon. Mm-hmm. Okay, that fits. Yeah, for ninety minutes. That's how you know he's he's a really intense character. He has a bladder the size of a medicine ball. <laughs> That's why he always looks In- like he's like got to stick up his ass. Intense focus. <laughs> My incredible tantric urination. <laughs> Can we name the title Tantric Urination? I know they don't <laughs> say it feel, in the episode. I feel like we're getting better quotes for the title than they had. Pop it for me, Daddy. Pop it for me, Daddy. Oh, God. I'm going to get banned. Uh, so, meanwhile, uh, Archie is talking to a couple of the kids at the mm-hmm. rec center. Like, where Toby? are the rest of the kids? Yeah, it's always Toby. Fucking Toby. And he's like, you know, why? Why you keep hanging out with Dodger? Well, he pays us. He pays them in arcade tokens. Quote, wipeout coinage. And pizza. And pizza. Are they seven? <laughs> what the fuck? These are teenagers. I can understand feeding them because they are apparently homeless and hungry. But like, they don't want any cash. They aren't angling for money. They just want to play Pac-Man. They just want to do asteroids all night and eat the grease bread? Yes. Like, how hot of a hangout is this? Did did they have, like, an animatronic raccoon stripper show (laughs) at this place? Please, please let them have that. Now, does she take off her clothes or does she peel the fur away to reveal the, like, hydraulics? Here's the thing with all the arcade games. All the characters are naked. Ah, there you go. It gets really weird for (laughs) Pac-Man. Uh, Ms. Pac-Man takes off the bow. Yeah. It's just a Pac-Man machine, but they say it's naked Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> and all the rest are actually like, you know, boobies and stuff hanging out. Boobies and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Well, I was going to say titties, but then I decided maybe that's a little can, too harsh. We can say titties. <laughs> For a second, I thought I was on History Honeys and I couldn't <laughs> say titties, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what? I love you, dear. I find weird moments to try to censor myself. The, the weirder moments when you don't. I think. Yeah. Pop it for me, daddy. Is that is that a cherry poppin' daddy's tribute, man? <laughs> New swing re-revival. Okay, New, totally, newer swing re-revival. There's totally this band on YouTube that takes a lot of pop songs and turns it into like um swing music and stuff yeah yes it's they, like ju- jukebox revival or something i don't know but they take like all these like like hip-hop rap mm-hmm. pop whatever songs and they all become like very swing dancey or like big bandish. i bet you and anything it's not as good as ska tune network they turn everything into ska it's just one guy and they do uh requests and whatever they feel like I love it. Yeah. That's so much better. It's That's so much better. Just this this musician in their bedroom dancing around occasionally with guest vocalists. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the kids want. Um and so then we're in the like school lounge mm-hmm. and Archie's like, 
anyone got any like arcade games lying around? <laughs> he just like announces this to a bunch of 17 year olds. And this is how we know Archie's not good at marketing. Okay, you're not going to beat the arcade at the arcade game. You got to find something else. To attract the kids, you're if you go drugs. With, if you go with arcade machines, you're already playing catch up. Yes, drugs, perfect. Alcohol. You, you already have so much at hand. Real titties. Real titties. <laughs> it's clear Veronica hates wearing clothes. I don't know why she does it. They they talk about how the rec center doesn't have that much publicity. Not that many people know about it. So you are on the <laughs> nightly news. That's not nothing. So Betty's threatening gonna, the city. Betty's gonna write about it in the blue and gold for the student <laughs> <laughs> newspaper. The <laughs> gold newspaper. I Who love that. Already like supporting the Big Brother's Big Sister part of it. I love so much that Betty's newspaper has more reach than her mother's <laughs> television show. Yes. Fuck you, mom. Uh, and, uh, um, Veronica's gonna ask her vendors to see if they have any arcade games. You know, her vendors that supply her with booze. Those Canadian, like, bootleggers that she orders from? Her vendors. Uh, so then, uh, Cheryl gets called to the principal's office. Her vendors are Gordon Foods and Josie McCoy, and one of them skipped town. Yes. (laughs) Uh, so Cheryl gets called to the uh, principal's office, and we uh, she busts in going, why for was I summoned? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Cheryl. Love your uh, syntax. Never change. And we find out that Dagwood swallowed a ping pong ball. Big throat on that infant. Uh, and he the, the hospital had to perform a, a tracheotomy, but he's okay. Nana Rose and Juniper are with him. Although with all these time skips, those kids are like toddlers now, right? They should be toddling around. That's why we never see them, right? Yeah. They, they should be in an intermediary stage. I mean, they should be toddlers, but the one that Tony was holding during the, like, Fred thing wasn't that... I mean, that was that July was... 4th, and this is November now. Okay. So, They're toddlers. Yeah. Okay. So Cheryl's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there, but I gotta do something first. Do you think they're going to remember to have, like, a tracheotomy scar on the baby next time we see him? No. They're they're going to totally not even acknowledge the fact of what a tracheotomy actually is. Oh, they, they probably inherited uh, the healing factor from Penelope anyway. Yeah, so, they're yeah. going to just pour some syrup on him and he'll be fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so over at the speakeasy, uh, Veronica is filling her mother in on how stuff works. And as she says, in the words of Dame Julie Andrews, let's start at the very beginning. No, you don't get to talk about Julie Andrews. That's that's like copyright us. Thank you very much. And you've got to sing it. And then you have to have whoever you're working with sing the other half in a call and response. That's called teamwork. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Hermione works downstairs now because a 12-year-old replaced her upstairs, so... Yes, and so um, instead of just working the job she does upstairs, Veronica has to train her on all the places people can and can't sit. Uh, Booth 11 is the bad one. So-and-so can't sit near this other regular, that sort of thing. Too complicated. Yeah. If you need a flowchart, your business is bad. Yeah. Your business is bad. You need more diverse clientele or you need people who just will like accept being within eight feet of another guy who's always downstairs in the teenage booze club. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, so back at uh, Thistle House, uh, Cheryl has gone to uh, confirm where Julian is, and Julian has moved mm-hmm. from his salt circle, and she says, damn you, demon doll! <laughs> she sure does. <laughs> Julian is now sitting on Jason's lap. Mm-hmm. Down in the, uh, the the basement chapel. Yes, and then she hears a noise upstairs, and she goes upstairs, and there she sees some of her extended family, including Uncle Cricket? Uncle Cricket, yeah, he had that huge hit in 99. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Uncle Cricket too, but it's actually Uncle Bedford and Aunt Cricket. I thought it was Aunt Bedford and Uncle Cricket. Okay, then I feel like she said it backwards this time because she definitely uses the opposite names for them through the rest of the episode. Well, when they were upstairs, there were also like three of them, and then yeah, there was she, just suddenly two. She never acknowledges or names Cousin No Name, I guess, is what we'll have to call him. Yeah, I really thought it was Uncle Cricket yeah. and Aunt Bedford. Uh, but she faints at the sight of them. And quite frankly, that's what I do at my family, too. (laughs) Also, crickets. Actually, if any of my extended family came around, I would faint, because haven't seen them in, like, ten years. A lot of them are dead, which is something that happens to Cheryl all the time, actually. So, over at the speakeasy, uh, it is now evening time, and the club is open, and uh, Hermione and Hermosa show up. And uh, Hiram too. That's what I meant. Hiram and Hermosa show up. They're told that they don't have a reservation, and uh, Hermosa's all like, "Well, you know, over at my clubs, I always make sure there's a table reserved for special guests." And so they get seated in booth eleven, the bad booth. The bad booth for enemies only. This is what <laughs> they have a booth for enemies. You know what I do with my enemies? I don't let them in. You know what the enemy booth should have? What should the enemy booth have? It should have, like, little poison, like, um, canisters. Yeah. It's very, like, H.H. Holmes. If you sit in that booth, you die. And then there's, like, a trap door, and we all start singing Sweet Top. I think it should just have Reggie as your server. Because <laughs> you're going to have a bad night. That he boy. just, like, spits in your drink as he hands it to you. <laughs> Reggie as your server would be amazing, because he'd get everything wrong. Not on purpose. He's just not that bright. <laughs> Uh, and he would hit on everyone at the table constantly. Yeah. And be really weird about it. Yeah. He he'd come over with just like a vest and cuffs, Chippendale style, and and like mix the drink right at table side to in- enhance his his uh, uh, triceps. As it like splashes on you. Yeah. Yeah. Not holding <laughs> it right. <laughs> there is a splash zone. Uh, but the reason they're there is because they don't want to miss Hermione's entrance into the workforce again. And I'm like, wait, she's been like a waitress upstairs for like a long time. I think they mean post-prison. And then she went to jail. But like, it's not that. It's not like she hasn't done it before. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, we go visit Betty, who's giving uh, Charles a, a lie detector test. Mm-hmm. And he confirms uh, part of Chick's story. They did uh, dispose of these bloody sheets together, but uh, his story is that Chick uh, murdered this person. Charles came home to find the dead body and did all the cleanup. Because his instincts took over, and so he dissolved the body in lime and blah, blah, blah. What um, instincts are those? Is it, is it just in his Alice Cooper genes? I feel like those instincts are, I watch a lot of really fucked up things. Or maybe FP, because FP did that to the shady man last year. 
I don't two know. Year, two years ago? When was Chick? Fuck. Chick was Black Hood year, so two years ago. Yeah. Which is last year chrono- chronologically. Yes. It's time. It's a thing. Wibbly wobbly stuff. Uh, so then she asks if he is hiding anything from them, and he's like, yes. And uh, the machine moves all over, and he's all like, I'm a recovering addict. And I go to my gym for weekly uh, Narcotics Anonymous meetings, and he storms out. This show has set a CW drama record. It took them four seasons to have a character dealing with addiction. They had two long-running plots about drugs, (laughs) but no character dealt with addiction until the fourth season. I thought you were going to say it took them this long to get to someone storming out of a polygraph (laughs) test. I mean, that too. Because Arrow did it in like three episodes. (laughs) Arrow had so many alcoholics and pill poppers just within, like, the first two seasons. Within the first couple episodes! <laughs> the Like, the first episode, he's, like, pulling drugs off his little sister. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a CW tradition, <laughs> yes. and, and Riverdale's finally part of it. Arrow's on my mind a lot right now. It's the final season. They're, they're doing their farewell tour. And I'm rewatching season one at the same time. Yeah. Lots of emotions. You should rewatch season two. It's the best one. I want to. I'm, I'm going to get there. Okay. I'm working my way through season one to get to season two. So much Manu Bennett. Yes. Yeah. So uh, over at the rec center, uh, Hiram play, uh, pays Archie a visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it is that, you know, he, he never got a chance to, to say sorry for your loss. And he talks about how Fred was a good man. He's trying to show off his new uh, shirt and, and suit coat, but Archie can't tell because they're all identical. <laughs> uh, and Hiram uh, also wants to make a, a charitable di- donation in Fred's honor to the center, and it's a blank check. It's actually a DVD copy of Blank Check, <laughs> which is kind of like the romance is way creepier oh, in hindsight so as an adult. Creepy. Also, like the sh- as an adult, the shit that like rich kids buy or kids that suddenly have money in kids' movies, you're just like judging them so hard. Like, why? Why would you could pay off so many people's student loans? Now streaming on Disney Plus. Wink. Uh, so uh, Archie rejects it. He wants no part of this. He will not be bought. Uh, especially because nothing is ever as simple as here's a donation or whatever with mm-hmm. Hiram. So, uh, back at Thistle House, uh, Cheryl wakes up, and Tony is there. She she goes through the whole thing of thinking that uh, this whole thing was yet another of her dreams. But wait, her her interchangeably named family is here, huh? Her accursed family. <laughs> uh, and they are there because they want to sell the maple business. Uh, and they need her signature to move forward with it. And they're all like, it's not profitable. It's it's just digging a hole. We need to get rid of it. They have all of this money on a business that makes no profits? Yeah. Is this like the Uber of, of maple syrup? Yes. Is this Silicon Valley venture capital syrup? Yes. I think the reason it's not making any money is because no one's harvesting the syrup <laughs> for a few years now. Like, we've literally not <laughs> tapped a tree in years. You gotta tap that shit. Daddy. Uh, the, 
As soon as they figure out you're supposed to harvest the sap in spring, though, they're going to be rolling in cash. That's the problem. They're harvesting the wrong time of the year, so they're not getting that much. And then they just haven't done it in a few years. So, like, I don't know. Do trees dry up because you don't, like, use it? Is it like a cow? You don't milk it, it like stops. I think trees are the opposite. So as soon as you put one spout in, it's just going to gush like a fire hose. (laughs) Those trees are going to explode with syrup. Mm -hmm. Tap that tree. Daddy. (laughs) Look what you've unleashed like a fire hose. Pop that bubble and tap that tree, daddy. Uh, Titties. (laughs) All the titties. I'm going to pop that bubble with my titty. Not mine, but like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep mine inside my really fluffy hoodie right now. And just, like, burrow. Because it's cold! Uh, Cheryl's... You know, Tony's like, okay, well, you know, maybe this would be good. We could, like, move somewhere else. This house has always been terrible. It's really fucking haunted, Cheryl. Everything here fucking sucks ass, Cheryl. This is an opportunity. And Cheryl's like, well, I'll consider it. And her her family members are like, okay, well, can we go light a candle in the chapel? We always visit the ancestors when we come. Do they just have, like, a, a Mulan moment in there? A Mulan moment? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Mulan Rouge. Never like, mind. Ancestors, please help me. Help me not to make a fool of me. Yeah. Okay. Not Mulan Rouge. We could be lovers. That's something a lot of siblings in uh, the Blossom family say. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should lie down. It's very large. I want you to be comfortable. That's that's something else they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, Roxanne. <laughs> that's something they shouldn't say, but they do for like three whole minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Mulan Rouge. <laughs> the first time you and uh, my college roommates boyfriend at the time the first time you two saw it with us yes we, we were big fans you guys saw it yes you two were crushed they, she dies of tuberculosis it's awful you were so upset i was still of you upset we're like holding each other with <laughs> tears just like what no we're supposed to be happy together no you can't it's like Tuberculosis time. Everyone's dying. People got better. It happened in Avonlea. They replaced her with a different actress. It's not because the real actress died of real tuberculosis. (laughs) No, but that's the only way you get better of tuberculosis (laughs) in history is to be replaced by a new child. Nowadays, we don't have to go to such extremes. Mm -hmm. So uh, Cheryl kicks everyone out. Yes. As soon as they request this. Oh, right. Riverdale. That's right. (laughs) So uh, over at the lodges, uh, Hermione is home, getting ready for bed. And Hiram just waltzes in and starts fucking stripping. Hiram doesn't come off in this scene as a very no-means-no kind of guy at all. No! He's just going off. About how, you know, she needs to let him back in and he wants to come home as he's just taking off all his clothes. And getting all handsy and also insulting her new line of work, calling her, uh, saying she's playing hostess at a teenager's gin joint, which is true, accurate, and fair, but it's not nice. No. 
I hate this scene. This scene makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, Hermione's so clearly uncomfortable. But Until like, she's not. Yeah, but she's clearly like, oh, I'm so torn. Oh, the memories. It's so wrong, but it's so right. He's so fucking creepy. It's so bad. It's so bad. And they, they talk about each of them like putting attempts on each other's lives and that's like their foreplay this is the world's most expensive kink they they like to order hits to spice things up conspiracy to commit murder there are e- other ways to role play i'm I, sorry i do not like it and she gives in and i'm like no you stab him with a wine glass that would actually have been great. Yeah. I mean, she's got enough laying around. She doesn't do anything else hey, all day. Hey, that wine glass or like wine bottle you've been doing, like break it open, cut his throat. It's great. You've got four more empty from today. You've got plenty to go around. <sighs> I did not like this scene. It's creepy and bad, but they do a sex. They can't not. They, they can't not do the sex. Where do you think her daughter learned it? Everything's genetic fate on this show these days, I guess. They have the sex genes. They have the sex genes. They're predisposed. Yeah, predisposed to sex. I have sex genes too. I got them from Kohl's. They make my butt look good. (laughs) Okay, it is true they make your butt look good, but I don't know if anyone's ever said, I got the sex genes. They're from Kohl's. Those those usually don't go together. You look, you know jeans from Kohl's are for sex because they're already 60% off, baby. And then you use your extra 20% coupon. <laughs> and they're even more off. What what's 20% on? Is that just around one ankle? <laughs> it's just kind of dangling off of it. That's not how anyone takes off pants. It also makes sex really difficult. <laughs> what if you could just like Get them off and it just, like, stays there. Like, tearaway (laughs) pants for basketball. But there's one more snap right there that you forgot about. Oh, God, I'm laughing so hard my back hurt. Yeah, from Kohl's. (laughs) From the Kohl's Irregulars, right? I got some Kohl's cash for that. I guess Kohl's Cash Sprouse, uh, star of Riverdale. (laughs) Two-time People's Choice Award 2019 winner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Jughead, uh, is, uh, letting, uh, Betty know about how he was looking at old literary magazines from the school, and he found one where there was a story torn out. Yeah, And, uh, he's very suspicious about, because the, this thing states that it was written by his grandfather. Yes, there, and there's- And it's missing. There's a record of his grandfather writing something, but the written thing is lost. Yes. Yes. And so uh, Betty brings up the fact, well, where did he go to school, like, when he wasn't at Stonewall and it was Riverdale High, and like, well, wasn't there a literary magazine here? And then he's all like, I'll be on the next train! And now, just just imagine I cut and paste the whole train bit from before here where it actually goes. Yeah. Mm. It's all right. Yeah. Whatever. So, over at the rec center, there's there's some kids hanging out, but not that many. And Archie's still like, where are the kids? And I'm like, wow. You're getting really creepy about why I hang out with children so much. <laughs> I swear. It's not for creepier crime things. Dodger wants to do the crime things, not me. Uh, So... Like, they have arcade games, and 
They're like, well, yeah, like, I know we can play them for free, but, like, Dodger's still giving us pizza. <laughs> and that's when Veronica's like, well, Pops is catering tonight. They're like, okay, we'll go tell our friends. Mm-hmm. At least a, bur- a burger has vegetables on it sometimes. This is good for them. She's going to supply burgers and fries and milkshakes. Yeah. Much better than just the same old pizza. There's no calcium or vitamin D in a pizza. There's cheese. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they should stay with Dodger. You're right. They should definitely stay with Dodger. No, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> you get that from cheese. Uh, You also get, like, carotid arteries from that much pizza, but whatever. So, uh, back at Thistle House, uh, Cheryl is convinced that Julian the doll is what brought the family there mm-hmm. and that she needs to stop it. So, she shoves the doll in a big um, tub of water and puts a brick on it. Yeah, and so now... And says, drown, spirit! So now, Julian has been baptized into the farm. Yeah, that's he's, exactly what I was thinking. I was like, the, is that leftover? The latest convert to the ways of Edgar Evernever, and we'll see where that goes, I yeah. guess. <gasps> what if Julian oh. comes back with the spirit of Edgar? <laughs> so Veronica comes home, mm-hmm. and she sees her mom at the table, and then she notices a bag. And uh, finds out that Hiram is moving back in. So she turns to her mother, and with an exasperated sigh and a cutting look says, Damn, what that dick do? <laughs> More or less. And so she is done with all of them. And Hiram's all like, well, don't be jealous of your sister. That's what this is all about. You're jealous of your sister. And Veronica's like, fuck all of you. I'm out. (laughs) Uh, So Jughead has taken the train to Betty. However long that fucking takes. Doesn't seem very long. Wherever the train is. Uh, And she has found uh, a story. Or they have all these, these... literary magazines and they're they're skimming them jughead is to try to find the literary fingerprint of the first uh uh, novel in the series and there's a story that is written by frosty pajamas frosty pajamas you should never put them on they have tearaway snaps but it's a big mistake because they're attached to your junk (laughs) you can buy them at kohl's but i wouldn't (laughs) recommend it they serve no practical purpose at all, and who wants to wear cold clothes? <laughs> all I'm thinking is, yeah, you could probably get those at Kohl's. <laughs> uh, but, uh, fro- in, you know, frosty pajamas, it must be Forsyth Pendleton Jones the first, because, like, those names, and, like... Because Frosty is has a lot of letters in common with Forsyth. And and pajamas, you know, we got PJ Pendleton Jones. Yeah, so duh. <laughs> and but, uh the story also has a character named Bitsy Bane, which is the girl next door neighbor of the Baxter brothers. And this story was written years before the first book. Mm-hmm. And it has other remarkable uh, uh parallels, apparently. Yes. Frosty pajamas. Frosty pajamas. Like, frosty pajamas. What what if that, like, if it is FP the first, what if that was the name he went by? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, we got Jughead, we got Jellybean, frosty pajamas. I bet FP had a name in Mm -hmm. middle school before he got to high school that he went by. Maybe that was his big teen rebellion is just going by by FP. FP. It's like, no. No. 
No, I'm not having that name. You won't call me Junkyard Willie. My name is <laughs> FP. Dad. Don't call me Dad. I'm Frosty Pajamas. Fuck. Frosty Pajamas. Uh, so Betty goes home, and uh, Alice and FP are there with Charles. And they know that she visited Chick. And apparently Chick called the FBI to report a murder that happened in the house a while ago. Performed by Alice. Yeah, the the FP the FBI knows about the shady man and uh, is told that Alice did it. Yes, and so Charles and FP are gonna go take care of the you know remains. Finally, their big father son bonding time happens off screen. I guess. Yeah, like we do not get any like. There's nothing. We get nothing about them. I I was unsure while this scene was happening, but it. I guess uh, Charles always knew about the shady man and like he's they they talk around it in a way that makes him be like, yes, wink. I know what's up and I will help you cover this up to protect our mother. Wink. Yeah. But it wasn't until he comes back in a later scene after reburying this body wherever covered in dirt that I got that like, oh, oh, he previously knew. OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little strange. Uh, so over at the rec center, it's hopping. Archie's all proud. Oh, but but one thing I really uh, appreciate, we, we haven't talked enough about uh, just how good the teens acting is when they're allowed to do it. And one moment that really jumped out at me uh, is the end of the scene when FP and Charles leave the door. Uh, Betty just like looks around and starts biting her thumbnail. Yeah. it's It's so small and honest and real and good. Yeah. It's very good. Very, like, little nervous tick that yes. we all do. Uh, so the rec center, as I said, hopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archie's looking on. He's very proud. Uh, and Reggie comes rushing in. The Dodger's outside. And so Archie's like, yeah, I'll go out there by myself. Everyone else stay here. And I'm like, what the fuck? No. At least bring Reggie. He's been shot before. And he he, he goes out there and there's, like, 12 dudes. <laughs> And uh, Dodger's not happy because he's taken all the kids. Mm-hmm. It's really a custody battle is what it comes down to. <laughs> These two got to go to family court. Yeah. That's what has to happen. Uh, and Archie's all like, you want to fight? And he's like, yeah, but you got to put your mask on first. Archie's like, what? what? What are you talking about? I don't know. I, about I mean, I'm, I I've I never been a member what? of the Red Circle. I don't wear uh, a mask. Out. What? Do- Dodger takes this as confirmation because, yeah, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, Archie can't lie to save his life. <laughs> uh, and then all the bulldogs come out and Veronica and they're like, we've called the cops. And, and Dodger and all them leave after being like, we're going to get you. Going to get you. Uh, so back at the Joneses, FP and Charles come back all covered in dirt. They took care of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles is going to make sure that he is the detective on this case. And, you know, fix it all. While liaising with the, the local sheriff's department. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a one-two punch of a cover-up, baby. Yeah. And uh, Betty is is all like, I'm sorry, you're going out on a limb for my, my, our family. Like, I, I should, you know, I should trust you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no! <laughs> don't! He's a creeper! So back at Stonewall, uh, Jughead goes to see uh, DuPont. Yes. And was all like, 
the first book. You didn't fucking write it, asshole. Yeah, he comes right out with it. He's like, my grandfather wrote that. And, like, it was published years before. And here's all this information. And I know it wasn't you. And you know what? It does not go over well. I do love how consistent Jughead's uh, interrogation strategy is. Yeah. Whether it's Mayor McCoy or just gonna, Hiram, just, he just lays it all out. I'm just going to say all the shit I know <laughs> and let you get mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he does get mad. He, he he calls FP a vagabond. And he's like, you bottom-feeding dropout of your grandfather. And yes, vagabond and you people, you get an inch and like all the, all shit. So much shit. Mm-hmm. He, he, like, stands up and puts his hand on Jughead's chair arms and leans over him. It's all that, like, that whole move. I built Stonewall and I can, like, kick you out. Mm-hmm. Also, there are pictures of Lincoln and, and Washington on the wall. Did they go here? Did they go to Stonewall? They should probably mention that in their recruiting brochure. That's pretty cool. I think they just bought those at Home Goods. Oh, okay. Did they go to Home Goods? Home Goods should probably advertise that Washington and Lincoln shop there. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's all like, you know, you're lucky I didn't get you expelled. I could get you expelled right now. Get out of here. Chughead's trying to get himself expelled. How many times does he have to punch bread? A lot. A lot of times. So over at Pops, uh, Veronica's sister comes to visit her. Uh, and she's all like, you know, you don't know Poppy as well as you think you do. She calls Hiram Poppy the way Veronica always calls him daddy. Yes. And, uh, she, we find out that, uh, her mother was a singer at one of his clubs and, you know, they had a fling. She got pregnant, but Hiram took care of her Mm -hmm. until she died. Hiram took care of her after she died. Now, the timeline would suggest yes. that Hiram was having a fling with a lounge singer while he was in high school. Yes. Oh, you dog. At his club. Oh. Which yes, he already his club he had in high Well, that's why he was able to buy those pearl necklaces for Hermione while they were in high school. Well, yeah, because he was a businessman, remember? <laughs> He's running clubs in Miami at 17. So is his daughter. <laughs> but not in, Miami, not in Miami. Halfway across the country. But It's hey, okay, it's just a train ride away. But his daughter's nightclub also had a teenage lounge singer, so may, maybe uh, they, they were both teen parents, or Moses' parents. Who knows? It's Riverdale. And so we find out that uh, Hiram and Hermione are doing a vowel renewal, mm-hmm. and they, they want her to be there. And she came to invite her. You think the priest is going to mention their uh, murder attempts on one another? Is that going to come up? Just, you know, make a joke about it so it's out in the open and everyone gets a bit more comfortable. Till death do us part. (laughs) Right? Death. (laughs) (laughs) Till death do us part, no matter how many attempts it takes. Uh, uh. No, let's have some sexy time. Talk about death. Not on the altar, please. (laughs) Sprays him with a water bottle. <laughs> no, down, down, no, off. pants on, pants on. Stop shopping at Kohl's. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Kohl's anymore. <laughs> We're never sponsored by Kohl's. I think the only one we have left is Scottoon Network. Hey, Scottoon Network. Titties. How's it going? <laughs> 
Maybe we can get a bra company to sponsor us. <laughs> so back at Th- uh, Thistle House, the the family is a uh, uh, back, and they were snooping around. Yeah, and they found out there's a chain on the chapel, and they're all <laughs> like, "Why are you doing that?" And we know that you're having a psychotic break, and and we're gonna get you declared unfit, and then we're gonna sell the maple syrup business. It's our regularly scheduled 17-year-old psychotic break. Everyone in the family has one. Yes. Your mom's went a little wild, and then she became a serial killer. Well, they're so focused on the family chapel. I want to know what's hidden in there. Ah. Like, what? Is there something there? Are there family jewels in there? There's Whatever's in the chapel used to be behind that picture that Cheryl's mom took out of the burning building at the end of season one that I thought would be significant, and I still have to say it's significant out of pride. What if it is, though? (laughs) Come on, Uh, Penelope, what's in the painting? So, back at school, Jughead's an idiot and goes to Mr. Chipping's. Why would you trust Mr. Chipping? He's clearly in on this business. Though, at first I thought he was being even more of an idiot, and I thought he was talking to Brett. And I was very (laughs) confused. But no, it's Mr. Chipping's. And uh, he's all like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll help you. Mr. Chipping takes charges of uh, plagiarism very seriously as a professional. Yes. Uh, and I'm just like, this is not going to turn out nah, well. nah, nah, he's, he's saying the right words, but come on. Can you trust this guy? Uh, meanwhile, Archie goes home and he finds a knife in the door with the ski mask. Mm-hmm. And he rushes in and he's like, Mom, Mom, we got to go. We got to get out of here. And then all of a sudden a car pulls up and it's just fucking machine guns through the wall. Yes. Shooting at him there's, and Mary. There's a drive-by AK attack. And he, he tackles his mom to the ground. And Archie, if you wanted to save the town, maybe you could have tried a church youth group. This never happens with those. It depends on the church. A little vacation Bible school never hurt anybody. You, you watch some Veggie Tales. It's all good. It hurt me. <laughs> I would like feel like I'm burning. Yeah. Too much holy water. <laughs> Protestants don't do holy water, dear. I don't know how this works. <laughs> I'm really bad at it. <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me they don't do Jesus. You have your own personal Jesus. That's what the song's My about. Own... Yes. Uh, you should know that the only religious stuff I know comes from musicals. Yeah. That's all I got. And there's not a Protestant Jesus musical, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> got to write one of those so I know what's going on. I know a lot about the Mormon church. Uh-huh. And how Yoda's involved. Uh-huh. Joseph in particular, that's like the one bit of the Old Testament you know, uh-huh. is Joseph the son of Jacob. Uh-huh. That's about it. That's all I got. Uh, so back at the school, uh, it's time for their salon, and uh, Mr. Oh, Ch- yes. Chippings comes in, uh, and they're going to start on the heart of darkness, and, uh, he and the looks, loss of a moral code. He looks like he's going to throw up the whole I, time. I thought he was getting poisoned during all of this. Like, this this is two minutes into the dinner scene in Alien. Like, he's sweating, he's clammy. I thought I kept hearing, like, weird growling noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or, and Or, like, the guy with a bomb in his gut in the dark night. He's seriously unwell. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't help you, Jughead. And he leaps out the fucking stained glass window of the building. Jughead is shocked. 
He runs to the window. He starts shouting at everyone else to call 911. They don't. He's so concerned. Like They're literally sitting in their little circle. And their heads have turned. And no other part of their body are moving. They are not shocked. They are not concerned. Well, what Jughead doesn't know is that this this is an old Stonewall tradition. This is just how you announce your retirement. Oh, by, yep. by killing yourself. Well, no, this room is on the first floor of the building. <laughs> like, until this scene, we have had no indication that this is anything but the ground floor of this building. Okay, what if it is a prank and there's like a trampoline out there or something? And then he's like, woo! <laughs> Like, from from Jughead, we can pick up, yes, Mr. Chipping has killed himself, but only his face is telling us this. No one. And nothing else. Yeah. Like, there's no establishing shot from below, like, pointed up to to show a a broken window matted out on an exterior or or anything. Or him even really, like, looking out the window and looking down. (laughs) Just kind of looking out. Or, you know, saying the words, oh, God, look, I can't look. No, what he really did was he jumped out the window and Jughead's just seen him, like, run (laughs) down the field. Like, gotta go. God, get out of here. Call 911. He's getting away. He might have stolen the jewels. Call 911. He damaged the historical window. This yes. is This is, this is vandalism. Call 911. This is on a list of historical places. Uh, so meanwhile, back at Thistle House, mm-hmm. uh, Cheryl uh, hears a noise again while sleeping and, and wakes uh, Tony and... They uh, go downstairs and they see the chain off the chapel. Bum, bum, and bum. Cheryl's all like, oh, Julian's trying to escape. <laughs> and they go in and Uncle Bedford or Uncle Cricket, I don't know what his name is, but he's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he goes after Cheryl about how, you know, he always knew there was sickness in the bloodline. And he grabs her and, you know, that he's going to. Tell the authorities He's because have Jason. her committed now. Um, and you know, yeah, you probably could. I, she's done it before. She came through fine, but you could. Uh, but Tony knocks him out. Yes, it is Tony in the chapel with the candlestick, baby. She's like, fuck you. It's my girlfriend, even though she's crazy. Then we go to Charles mm-hmm. in the jail. Charles is visiting Chick and they're comparing notes and it seems that all is coming along according to Kaikaku. This was their plan all along. They had set all this up. Finding out about the body was the plan. And they put their hands against the glass and and confessed their love for each other. And it's just so nice to see this. You know, the show can be so dark. And so uncomfortable. But, you know, true love is a beautiful thing, and I welcome it. I love these soft, sweet moments. Oh, my God! <laughs> Do you realize how much this opens up? How much this could be connected to so many things for two years? Mm-hmm. Two years of shit mm-hmm. is all them. Yes. We'll talk more about that we'll later. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, the next day, Aunt Cricket... Aunt Bedford, I don't fucking know. She shows up looking for Uncle What's-His-Name. Cousin Silent has has not been seen. (laughs) he's not come back. Uh, And so, like, you know, did you see him? And no. Can I look around? No. No. And she's very unhappy, and she's going to come back with a warrant. Yeah. 
Oh, we we skipped something. What did we skip? Somewhere in here. Oh, yeah. We've skipped a very important scene. So after Andrew's household gets shot up. Yes. Two things happened. Yes. That we almost forgot. Yes. Uh, Veronica goes to the lodges where she's going to like be like, okay, I'm going to come to mm-hmm. the thing. Because apparently cell phones don't exist. We can't just call this in. <laughs> and she sees a painting of her sister now in the spot where the painting of her always existed. Mm-hmm. Is it the same artist? Does Hiram always go to the same artist? I think so. Hermosa's all like, you know. Yeah, Daddy got this, you know, commissioned for me. He said I'm the apple of his eye to put somewhere important. Which is the same language he used with Veronica when he was telling her that she was his favorite. Yes. I love that that's his thing. Like, don't worry, honey. You're my favorite. Like, so you're saying you you play favorites between your kids? Yes. You fucking ass? Uh, And so Veronica's like, fuck all of you. I'm out. And then Archie goes to Hiram or about Dodger. Has Hiram come to him, in okay, fact. Yes. Hiram appears at the El Royale. He's all like... Which he used to own. <laughs> my my house was all shot up. And he's like, well, shouldn't you tell FP about that? And he's like, I did. But, like, I need to protect my family. I need help. And you and I both know that, that sometimes you gotta take care of things you're, uh, along different channels. And Hiram's all like, you're not suggesting I do violence, are you? There's nothing I can do. Oh, let me button my many black coats. So now, when Archie and Reggie are going, like, back to the club, they suddenly see blood on this, like, sheet by the dumpster. Yeah, there's something bloody rolled up in carpet. Something kind of vaguely body-shaped inside this carpet. And it is Dodger, and he is... a bleeding head wound. It it is brutal. It's, It's bad. He's uh, fucked up. And all we can think is, well, maybe Hiram did help. Yeah. Uh, and then back at Stonewall, all all the five students yeah. are standing around. Brett is talking about how, oh, well, that means automatic A's for everybody and class is canceled the rest of the year. Not automatic A's, automatic 4.0s. Yes. Which again reinforces that this is the only class they take. Yes. it's It's it. Uh, and as they're talking about, like, well, no, it's going to be this teacher, whatever, uh, DuPont comes in, and he's taking over the seminar. Yes, they went from a moron to an asshole. Dun, dun, dun. And that's the end. That's the end. That's the end of the episode. Darling, what did you think? I thought this was a great one. This, uh, was an episode that really moved along all of the plots in, in, interesting ways like i guess i'm just happy that i I got a one week confirmation on one of my predictions that feels good good job you got it i got one but i mean it it furthered that plot and the same with archie and the same with hermosa and boy we got a whole lot of new stuff happening that you know follows logically from where we were as far as uh, Chick and Charles go. Oh my god! I mean, the return of Chick. Chick was a lot of... In his better moments, <laughs> Chick was a lot of fun to watch. He was a fucking creeper. Right? And, he, and I, so we're, we're gonna get a bit more of that. I feel like I need to, like, go back and watch every scene he's ever been in and, like, try to, like, 
pinpoint everything they could have been trying to manipulate and do. Watch some of his early appearances and his, uh, that that time Betty locked him up in the basement. And then when he's unmasked as the Gargoyle King. Yes. just, Just for some greatest hits of Chick. They had their hands in everything. Potentially. How, how, what is this plan and how far back does it reach? We'll talk about that in a minute, I'm sure. What the hell? But, but it's really cool that it opens that question, right? Yes. Yes. If more of the teens don't meet up and cross over with what's going on in their lives next week, I'll be disappointed. I, th- I think we're, we're certainly due for it. I understand with Jughead because his separation is like the point of what's going on with Jughead. But if like Betty and Archie don't hang out soon, like what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Or or something with the three of them together or Veronica and Kevin talk once this year. That'd be pretty cool. But I'm not going to start complaining about it yet. Just fair warning for next week. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I would have liked... Betty to make like Kevin go with her like on the lie detector Mm -hmm. like Kevin you sit there yeah you're part of this you're helping me (laughs) Kevin here's a pen every once in a while you make a mark I don't know what they mean or what they do but I've just seen every uh polygraph (laughs) operator do that so here you go yeah 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 well, I guess it's later then. Let's talk about some predictions. Tell me a prediction. Aunt Cricket is going to sell the syrup works so she can get to the land and mine for conflict diamonds beneath the maple grove. Oh. Why would they be conflict diamonds outside of a war zone? Just wait till you see what the rest of the season has in store. I think they want to sell the, the syrup thing because they're also talking about how that would be the house. And then she's just going to buy it because they want whatever's in that fucking chapel. I mean, yeah, if you want to be pedestrian about it, but secret diamond mine. I'm thinking, like, there's stuff, there's, like, actually ancestors, like, buried in that fucking chapel mm. with, like, relics and mystical things. Yeah, their they're weird, like, ancestor worship thing they're alluding to in this episode makes me think it's not, like insurance money or ancient property deeds it's like bones for shaman for for shamanic curses yeah 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 that's what i think and you know we had like the the family plots outside but like the real important stuff is in the chapel yeah i think uh mr chippings killed himself because they were gonna go after his family Mm mm-hmm there's, and there's Jughead's gonna find that out. There's apparently a lot of power tied up in in these uh, uh, juvenile literature mer- uh, mystery stories. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yes, it's it's gonna be found out, and they're gonna try to bring justice. Uh, Dodger is eventually gonna wake up. He's gonna recover from his wounds, but he's going to wake up an amnesiac. And Archie will rehabilitate him, and he becomes part of the El Royale team. They become brothers. Until one day, his memories start returning. And then Dodger's gonna have to, like, pretend to still be, like, nice Dodger, reform Dodger on the surface. But he's running kids in in scams away from Archie under his nose. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Hiram definitely did it. Yeah, Obviously. I think Hiram definitely did. Maybe uh, Hermosa did. And I think Hiram is going to come uh, back to Archie for 
the repayment of the favor. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Obviously. And he's going to make the kids work for him. What will the kids do for him? Run rum. Ah. Yeah. Rum rum reindeer. Mm-hmm. Okay. The time has come to talk about the the Smith boys, Chicken Charles. Mm-hmm. So what do you think they might be after? And uh, uh, how do you think they're going to get it? <gasps> Is this vengeance against uh, uh, Alice for sending Charles to the sisterhood? And Chick is just doing his boyfriend a solid going along with this plan. Maybe. Is this something about FP? And like all of the, the Cooper focus is uh, yes. a misdirection. Like what they have in their pocket now is all the evidence they need about both the murder and the disposal of the shady man. Because Charles knows exactly where the shady man's remaining uh, uh, body and other left behind evidence is. Yes. That incriminates a sheriff a hell of a lot. Yeah. I like this idea that it's actually focused on FP. Because we like FP better. <laughs> well, and also because the obvious thing is Alice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that better. Uh, what if it's like, because this whole like, I have the genes too shit. What if it's because he like is pissed that FP's his father mm-hmm. and not Hal. He's <laughs> like, I could have had a serial killer for a dad. Instead, I got you. Mm-hmm. A reformed sheriff man. Uh, yeah, he, he thinks he thinks that he was sent away because of his biological dad didn't want him. But in the end, he has to come to, to accept that the serial killer he always looked up to is the one who insisted that, that he be put up for adoption. Yeah. Didn't even want him, uh, him to come to term, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. What if, like, Edgar is Chick's brother? What if Edgar is Chick's brother? And they were like, hey. What if Edgar is Hermosa's brother? Who knows anything anymore? Well, I'm just trying to think about, like, how they could get that farm. Like, well, I can, like, pull in a favor. We can get her there. and Every episode has some uh, uh, long-lost family returning to one of our characters. Yes. When's Archie's turn, huh? When's Archie's other grandpa gonna come to town? Yeah. Mary's dad. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty- Who should be Ron Howard. I'm not gonna let this go. Should be Ron Howard. I don't know if it was official or if it was a rumor about- Fred's brother. Oh. It was, I saw it in the same place that I saw stuff about Veronica's sister showing up mm-hmm. before she showed up. So, so what's going on with Fred's bro, bro? He's going to come visit. Going to have one? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's something I, I heard. So I guess he's just getting a brother and he's still going to be an only child. He's getting an uncle. Yeah. Un- uncles are nice to have. Um. Nice uncles are nice to have. I don't even know what to predict with Chick and Charles. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really do much. They just tried to hold hands through glass because they're sweeties. He's totally gonna, like, manipulate Kevin, though. Oh, yeah. Like, Kevin is so desperate. Oh, He's yeah. gonna do it, and then it's gonna eventually come out, and, like, we're just gonna break that poor boy again. Yeah, it's it's an annual tradition. It's like Olivia Dunham rescuing herself. You have to do it every season. He just be happy for once. No, obviously no. I just want happiness. He also wants happiness. 
And that's the problem. Titties. Why are the penises cursed? Well, that's enough worrying about what might be. Let's talk about what we know for a fact will be. Our next episode, chapter 64, is The Ice Storm. Uh, That's going to air one week from now. And probably going to be the last one for a short break because the week after is Thanksgiving. So they're not going to want to air a new thing on a Wednesday. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But The Ice Storm is named for a 1997 movie, which is set in the 70s. And the plot is basically a lot of people drinking and having awkward sexual encounters. That's it? That's all it is. Like... If you go and read a plot synopsis, they're very, very awkward sexual encounters. But yes, that's the whole movie. Huh. Okay. Uh, critics loved it. Nobody saw it. And you can find it in the Criterion Collection if you would like it for your own home. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what we know. There is going to be a man, or woman, who knows, in a scary bunny mask with an axe. That, that Jughead sees and is shocked because wouldn't you be? <laughs> There's also something weird going on at Riverdale High. Uh, Veronica turns the Thanksgiving dinner into a big pile of shit. Yes. She she drags the uh, tablecloth off like a, a magician in slow motion. And so the turkey and everything just comes with it. Uh, and Dodger's mom is pissed and she is gonna shank Archie. Yeah, apparently Dodger came from a long line of proud rednecks, and they're about to fuck Archie up. It's going to be the winter bones in there. Well, I think it's going to be the ice storm. Exactly. It's very fitting. (laughs) Uh, I checked the clock and decided not to do a check your sources segment this week just to save everybody a bit of time. That's good, because I got to go make my dish for Thanksgiving at work tomorrow (laughs) at 10 p.m. at night. So let's wrap up the things we we can't avoid. Please uh, share this episode with your friends or enemies. If there's someone in your life that doesn't like the word titties. uh, Titties! Just shove this into their ears and they'll be sorry they ever fucked with you. Here, this is for them right now. Titties, 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 titties. Stop reading (laughs) my Christmas list. Gosh. (laughs) Titties. You're going to like... Take that off of, put that on SoundCloud, just that little bit, and be like, well, here's what happens tonight. I'm going to put it under a beat. Yeah. I'm going to turn it into a beat. Titties, and then, titties, 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 titties. Yeah. And then I'm going to do the uh, the Frozen Pajamas song. Wah! Frosty Pajamas. Frosty Pajamas. You should also leave us a rating and review on iTunes wherever you listen and i think that's really funny after what just happened my favorite (laughs) itunes reviews are all of them but the ones that i that stick in my mind that i remember are ones that quote bits like that please quote us when you leave a rating and review make people so confused they have to listen it might work yeah who's to say give it a shot it's it's for science it Ratings is. and reviews are for science. It is. You can also follow us on uh, Twitter at sex underscore Archie. It's a big party pit of, of people who like to chill out and, and hang with their bros. Uh, so with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Frosty Pajamas. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got 
be rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me, and you got me, and you got me. Break it down, won't you please?